Welcome everyone. Good morning, my name is Johnny. I'll be your service leader for today. Welcome to the Unity Center for Positive Living. We're glad you could join us this morning. Especially it's your first time. And I'd like to read to you from, yes sir? I'm um, going to turn that, speak your, your microphone on. Go away. Hello, hello. Oh, I'm volume again. Is it there? Yeah. Okay, Sunday, February 19th, aspire. I aspire to help create a world that works for all. I hold a vision of an equitable world, a global community that supports and encourages all people to live fully and reach their unique potential. I feel a kinship with those who hold a similar vision and work to realize it. My past experiences, and present perspective, show me what is mine to do and how I can contribute to realizing my vision. I trust I will be guided and inspired to find avenues of service where the things I do best and most enjoy doing will be most helpful. I bless people I may never meet and I offer my time, talents and effort to further my vision of a new way of living. With clarity of purpose, I take my place among the growing network of caring visionary souls. And from the Bible, the gifts he gave were to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ. And that's from Ephesians 4, 11, and 12. Now it's time for surely the presence. Please join us in singing while the workers lead us in surely the presence. Surely. Thank you, Mike. Now it's time for our opening statement. Let's all say our opening statement together. There is only one presence and one power, active as the universe and as my life. God the good. And now it's time for our welcome song. Please join us in singing while the Merker family leads us in our welcoming song with me, written by Michael Merker. Feel free to stand on up. And after the song, feel free to stay standing with your feet each other. Yes, I wrote this song almost six years ago now. And uh, a year and one week later, I was married to Karen. <laughs> 
This is, uh, this is our wedding song. We performed it in our wedding. And, uh, and yeah. that's the first thing you the mic a little bit. Oh, that one. Yeah. Yes, go ahead, talk about here. Hello, 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 hello. Feel hello, free hello, to hello. join us. Testing, testing. Especially on the chorus. It's pretty simple. Thank you. 
Now it's not your good neighbor. Smile, but you would go on mute that camera to turn the zoomers on. That's like a lovely song from either me. Hello, zoomers. Hello. Hi, Audrey. We see you in your car. Hi, Fred. Good morning. Hi. I'm in my car. Good morning. Hi, Sherry. <laughs> Hope John's there and doing well. Hello, Joyce. Hello. Morning, Fred. How are you today? I'm doing fine, thank you. Are you driving or are you just sitting? I'm I'm just sitting. I'm I'm gonna meet my parents for a medical appointment my mom has. So <laughs> I didn't see the wheel moving, so I figure you must be stationary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know that I would want to try to zoom and drive at the same time. That sounds a little scary. <laughs> Zooming is scary enough. <laughs> You're right. I drew my mic up. No, 
Okay, nice to see you here, Sandy. We're glad you could make it. Okay, Tom. Everybody. No, you did you unmute? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. 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 Great. There we go. We're clear? Yep. Okay. Thanks for bearing with us. We've got a lot of buttons to push here now. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. All right. I've been doing my best to take this to Irene's send out that weekly email with all the notices for grandfathers, teachings, Dr. Dory's book plugs, but I'm a complete failure. I didn't get it out last week, and this week I sent it out to the wrong service leader, slide person, so I don't know if I'll ever get this right, folks. I'm looking for a volunteer to take over, is what I'm saying. <laughs> so if you would like to take over, let me know. <laughs> I'd like you to change that word complete to where? At least partial. Where? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Hold on, look, we have a volunteer right there. Thank you, Joanne. Okay, now, if you'd like to make an announcement, please raise your hand. Any Zoomers out there got an announcement to make? So no announcements. We're all clear. We can proceed. Right, it's time for our unity statement. We'll say this together. We believe in our oneness of all life and in the power of all. We teach universal principles and values as taught by Jesus and others, revealing the one God principle. We practice prayer, meditation, and service to be conscious of our oneness with God. Get a little ahead of us there, Joanne. Now it's time for a song of joy. The work family will lead us in. Uh -oh. Yeah. <laughs> so we picked a couple of uh, Sanskrit chants. Um, yeah. Hit the mood for the, the India tour that's coming later. Um, and uh, this one's very simple, Jaya Bhagavan. Some people say Jaya, Jaya. I think it's just different dialects within India, north and south. And um, it just means praise, praise to God, basically. Bhagavan is a, a certain one. I don't know much about, but um, that doesn't matter. <laughs> but we're gonna sing it call and response style, like a kirtan. So, I'll do a leading line, and then you all, and Karen will leave the following, the echo. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I want to hear your voices. <laughs> and Isaac, feel free to dance. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. 
Jaya
Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> Great. Now it's time for a reading. This morning, our reading will be shared by Jerry. Somewhere up there, I know. Yeah, pushing the wrong button up here. Uh, today, this morning, greeting I'm doing from uh, Dynamics for a Living, which is by Charles Fillmore. As we most of us know that uh, Charles Fillmore is one of the key uh, founders of our church. And uh, we're going to cover this thought of, excuse me, the idea of thinking. And uh, it falls. Thoughts are seeds. Thoughts are seeds that when, when dropped or planted in the subconscious mind, germinate, grow, and bring forth their fruit in due season. The more clearly we understand this truth, the greater will be our ability to plant the seed that bring forth desirable fruits. After uh, sowing the plants, after sowing, the plants must be tended. And after the law, we must hold to its fulfillment. This is our past. This is our part. God gives the increase. We must work in divine order and not expect the harvest before the soil has been prepared or the seed sown. You must have now find been prepared or of the seed sown. I repeated that, didn't I? You have now the fruits of previous sowings. Change your thought seeds. And reap what you desire. Bring well, some bring forth very quickly, others more slowly, but in divine order. God does not do things in or against our will, as will acts in both the conscious and subconscious realms of mind. However, much it may appear that the word is thwarted in its original intent, this is never true. It goes on and it enters where reception is given and thought aggregation like attracts like a thought will take up its abode in our consciousness with the thoughts of like character this law of attraction 
continues until combined thoughts make a colony. This colony of thoughts expresses itself in the cells of the body for good or ill. This collection of aggregation of ideas in the mind is a thought center. They build organs through which they manifest. The surrounding mental climate or thought atmosphere is created by each person in accordance with the character of his thinking. Thoughts of negation build a discordant atmosphere. Thoughts of love, prosperity, health, and faith create a harmonious mental atmosphere. Thank you, Jerry. All right, I'm not even going to try this one. It's time for a meditation song, and I'm going to let Michael tell you how to pronounce this. Say it again. And that just means um, praise to the Divine Mother, sweet, sweet Divine Mother. <coughs> Thank you. 
Sounds time for affirmations. Let's say our affirmations together. I am the love of God in expression. I am truly thankful for all good I already experienced. I am growing more prosperous with every day. I am healthy, happy, and full and happy. I'm always growing and expanding into the fulfillment of my life. And I'm in peace. Everything I need comes to me in the perfect time in the perfect way. Now it's time for the Lord's Prayer. This is the third Sunday of the month, so we'll be praying the Lord's Prayer, followed by the Hallelujah. Let's all say it together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debts. The meaning of silent temptation, but deliver us from the dying is the kingdom, the power, the rewarding of our heaven. Maybe folks can hear me a little better in Zoom land. Slideshow. There we go. We're going to start out right here. Okay, so as many of you know, India is not next door. 
shape. Um, the planet is approximately 27,000 miles in circumference. So our little trip went, as you can see, 91,000 miles. We went from Seattle to Dubai, took another plane from Dubai to Bangalore. Total airtime is about 20 hours. So, um, one of the things that I also wanted to make folks aware of, oh, here we are, here's the, the wonderful travelers on their first leg. Okay. And they landed in um, Bangalore. We're doing well there. This is, of course, the flag of India. This was brought about in 1921 as a result of the independence movement sparked by Mahatma Gandhi. Um, new flag. Um, from the top down, we have saffron, which is the um, expression of doing right action. Every action that you take, it was a, a, um, a directive to the government officials that all of your actions should be to benefit the people, not the, the, elected, the elected officials. White being, of course, the um, color of the divine, so that everything is divine in nature. And green, um, recognizing that all that we have comes from our Mother Earth, the gift, the food that we have, the breath that we breathe, all comes from there. In the middle, you see the, the circle, which is the symbol of many things, but at, the, at that time it was the spinning wheel because the major focus of Mahatma Gandhi was that the people of India took back what was theirs. So they made their own clothes so that they wouldn't have to buy them from overseas. So that's what that's about. Um, another quick, some quick facts. Um, India has 1.2 billion people. And that's a, as a or in contrast to the United States having 108, or excuse me, um, 332 million people. Um, the square miles of each country is actually about the same. The USA is a little bit bigger, about uh, half a million more square miles. However, um, again, the, the 1.2 billion people into 1.3 million miles means that there is a density of 923 people per square mile. Um, as opposed to the United States at 184 square, uh, people per square miles. In the big cities, Bangalore that we were in has approximately 42,000 people per square mile. So that's, that's pretty, pretty full. Um, Delhi, as you can see, is 26,000 people per square mile. New York, 
we have some folks who, who, who are from New York and, and they understand that New York's pretty congested too. I mean, pretty dense. So that's about 26,000 square um, people per square mile. Just to give you some, some idea of the amount of people that are there. This is a um, picture of the folks that we were at with our first group. Um, in the front row, starting with the gentleman in the uh, white shirt, his name is Pradeep. The next lady down is Priya, and then Angie, and our our huge, huge person that you'll see later um, is Prachi in the green. And those are the four folks that that basically walked us or toured us around India. The rest of the folks are from um, New Hampshire and where else? New Jersey. Canada, United Kingdom, and Austria. Our first stop, or I mean, our, our one of our main stops um, along our, our first trip was a place called Yogiville. And Yogiville is, is pretty incredible. Um, we walk into Yogiville and we are greeted by the person cutting up coconuts. And you are given a coconut with uh, the milk inside and everybody takes takes a coconut and sips a, sips that as a welcome. We saw people who put these mandalas in chalk in front of residences, in front of businesses. It is like like the um, the curtain that um, Mike and Karen were doing this morning. Um, spirituality is an integral part of life in India. It is, it is not something like here that, that sometimes we use it, sometimes we don't. Some people do, some people don't. India is, is just infused in the culture. Here's another one. And this was, again, in an entrance um, that we went in. Um, we stayed in this facility. There's four apartments on top, four apartments on the bottom. We stayed in Bob's um, little apartment. Um, there are creatures that are crawling all over the place. This is a very lush environment. Um, yeah, latitude wise, it is a, on the same um, latitude as uh, Texas. So it's that kind of weather. Again, really lush. One of the big features, this is Yogiville. You can see the meditation dome to the left, a little bit farther left that you can't see is a uh, yoga studio. Um, here, of course, is one of our intrepid travelers in front of the meditation dome. The meditation dome, once you get in, is seven different layers and under seven different levels, and that is speaking to each of the chakras. So down at the bottom, you can see the, the water, and that's, again, um, uh, focus of the fact that all of, all of everything that we have comes up from Mother Earth. Here is a little ride that we took from Yogiville into the local village. 
of India is in its villages. Going towards the village, we, we did a, a walk another time. Um, to the left, you can see peanuts plants. To the right, cotton plants. Um, also, they had okra and um, rice. Here's another video. You see the rice fields right there. <laughs> so you can you can see that we were we were driving around on these little three-wheeled vehicles. They are called are affectionately known as tuk tucks. There are three things that that um, you need to know about, or th three things you need to have in order to be a good tuk tuk driver. You have to have a good horn. You have to have good brakes, and you have to have good luck. So we did the walk into into the village. Um, and walked by this little temple. These temples are, are they're all over the place, um, showing their devotion to their um, gurus and, and to their um, deities. Um, really incredibly ornate. Again, this was one that was a little temple just while we were walking into the village. And here is that village house. The swastika that you see at the top left was appropriated from the, the Hindu people by um, the Hitler and his, his forces, but it is more about the wheel of life than it is anything that we would associate with it. Again, villages, poverty in, or what we would consider poverty is pretty extreme. Um, however, that's not where the people, that's not what they, they draw their, their spirit from, um, it is from the connection with, um, the, their deities or just generally with all that is. The folks here, um, these two folks are, are, were our hosts. One thing that about um, Yogiville that is really hard to put into a slideshow is the um, Oravedic food practices. If you saw um, many fields out there and all of the food that we ate while we were there came from the local farms. Um, so Yogiville, they have a traditional, their traditional and approach, for example, the food prepared at our locations grown on site or locally is organic and follows sativic principles, includes foods that are light and healthy. In our Vedic practice, sativic foods are thought to increase energy, happiness, calmness, and mental clarity. In practice, that means eating things that are vegetarian, nutritious, fresh, and tasty. And I think I can speak for both of us. The food that we had in India was, well, first of all, it was incredibly spicy. So you had to get the hang of it, but it was all just incredible, incredible food.
Um, so this is Ramana Maharshi, and um, he was the focus of the southern part of the trip. Um, he he um, lived in Tiruvannamalai and um, taught during the early part of the 19th century. I mean, the 1900s until uh, his death in in 1950, and he is considered um, enlightened being, and people still today follow him. And his idea is that um, it's it's the thought, the I thought, that is that causes us to have separation and. Like that. Now, can you hear me? Now, let me turn it around. Okay, how's that? Yay. Okay. I think we got it. Um, so anyway, the idea is that we turn the find within and um, seek for the source source of the thought that takes us from our oneness, from the self. Um, in Bangalore, we were at the Ramana Maharshi Center. And while we were there, they were celebrating a special anniversary and uh, there was a, a candle lighting ceremony and there was great music. Um, this was this was a um, sand painting that was on the floor with uh, candles surrounding it which were lit later in the evening. Um, So we we got to hear um, some of the the chanting and the music that evening and the next day. This is the altar that people were um, lighting the candles around and the flowers were strung up in the garlands by people who were right there sitting at the base of that. You can see those flowers in the tubs. And by the time it was all over, the flowers were just everywhere. They were just mounded up. It was really beautiful. Because it was time um, people were women were wearing the saris that were really heavily um, woven with uh, the gold the gold threads and you can see they each have two one of them has two one of them has three bindis and you can see that they make me look quite tall um, so then we headed to um, Tiruvannamalai, 
And uh, there is a 10-day festival that goes on there. And there are a lot of people. And there were so many people that we couldn't get into the city. So we were outside Yogiville and we participated in this fire ceremony on the ground, which was really great. There are the many people. So in this 10-day festival, now, I read that there were 300,000 people. Tom read that there were a million and a half people. One of the people on our trip said there were 5 million people. And then the next time he told the story, he said 8 million. So I don't know, but there were a lot of people. And um, we waited until the third day to go into town just for our safety and for um, our ability to really see things. Uh, we went to the uh, Ramana Ashram where we got to go into the main center in there and there was chanting there and a great library and beautiful grounds and people then were walking that night and you can see uh so um it was pretty interesting because Tom and I each thought independently that we were going to go for a walk in the country. We've heard about Arunachala Hill for a long time and knew this was a major thing we were going to do. And so, you know, we thought it would look like this, like it did when Ramana Maharshi lived on the mountain and people came to study and worship with him. And, oh, well, we were pretty surprised because that city has grown up around the mountain and you've already seen part of that. So this is the route. There are eight. There were eight different temples on the walk. Uh, we started out before dawn, thinking that we might beat the crowd. <laughs> and um, as we, you see, it's still dark here. And this was one of the early temples, and people lighting candles outside. As it started getting light, we could see the mountain, and and of course, a cow with a golden crown because they are sacred. Uh, there's the mountain lighting up some more. Um, this is another temple, Sai Baba. And you can see this really tall temple coming into view. Uh, it, it's just massive. and. By the time we got up close to it, we heard there was a four hour wait to get into it. So obviously not this time, but you can see all the elaborate carving on it. It's really something. So there are Hindu temples, of course, everywhere. Um, a lot of them are brightly painted like this one in Bangalore. 
And I thought this one was especially cool because of the cobras that are either getting repaired or added, I'm not sure, but I want to see it after they're painted. Another one in Bangalore, Bangalore. As is this, um, this is a place where we could not take pictures, so they took pictures for us. The carvings on the outside of this building were just unbelievable. And inside, there were a lot of and a fair amount of bling. It was really something. And of course, a cow. And this is another brightly painted um, facade. You can see the different uh, deities there, a lot of Ganesha. Um, so this is um, Shiva and Ganesha, two of the main gods. This is another Hindu temple that's in um, Delhi, a Delhi cow. Uh, this is a man that we couldn't resist stopping and um, interacting with on the streets in Delhi. He was making this amazing little treat uh, with a betel leaf and um, the red stuff. It, they looked like pomegranate seeds, I don't know. And then all the magic in his little tins there. Um, it is a, a digestive and a, um, mm, I don't know the other word, but it's it's like a, not breath freshener, but it does something special, I don't know. Uh, and it was a very unique flavor, let me just say that. Uh, we asked for his permission to take his picture, and he agreed, but he doesn't look real happy. So anyway, we didn't force that. You should know that. Um, and then we traveled on to Agra, and you all know this place. So um, the... Taj Mahal is on 14, no, that's another spot. It's on 42 acres. And there is the, the mausoleum and a mosque. And there's a guest house and, um, of course, the grounds, which are beautiful. And um, this was um, built for the favorite wife of the leader at that time. And uh, in this one, you can see the minarets that are in each corner. Uh, what happened was that um, shortly after this was finished, and, and it took 400 years to build, and it's been a UNESCO site since 1983, Shortly after it was built, um, the son of the, um, oh, let's see if I can remember his name, um, Shah Jahan, he uh, disposed his father and uh, put him under house arrest. And he lived away from this place. Uh, we heard in view of it, which would be even more cruel. Uh, but when he died, his 
his son buried him there with his wife. So I guess that has a happy ending. <laughs> So one of my favorite places was, uh, as Susan alluded to, there's temples all over the place. They, they have Hindu temples, they have Buddhist temples. My favorite was the Sikh temple. Um, as you can see, scarf. Anyone entering temple grounds has to have a scarf on. Um, and that's a, um, a demonstration of the respect that you have for the, um, the, the, um, the, uh, the spirit of, uh, that lives within all of us and is a sign of reverence for the leaders of the temple. Um, walking into the temple, as you can see, barefooted. Most of the temples that we went to you had to lose phones, definitely shoes, backpacks. You place them in a, and get a little ticket when you walked in. Um, it's like a, a coat um, room. And so pretty much people walked in um, and made sure that their feet were touching the ground. Again, that we are, we are all um, in love the earth and the ground. Um, and in another sign of reverence, you would wash your feet. So you walk through a, this little area that's got a little water in the, in the, in the um, flowing through it on the, on the ground and then walk up the stairs, um, each of which has um, some type of uh, cotton matting and it soaks up the water so that by the time you get to the top of the temple where you see the ladies over on the right walking, um, your feet are clean and you're still in touch. You'll notice um, in here and in many of the pictures that will show um, the amount of granite and polished or polished granite and marble um, on the grounds. There are mountains that that have these this stone in it, and they use it pretty much anywhere that we would use carpet or it or anything. Um, it's, it's just incredible. So here's a view of the temple. So the, the, the temples, again, always under renovation. Um, again, all of the marble, all of the granite, all of the gold. Here's a view with the reflecting ponds. Couple of, of local residents who we were able to take pictures of. Um, this gentleman over on the right, we, we had to include because it's it's just typical of people are always walking um, in recognition and in honor of the deities and their connection spiritually. 
one of the reasons that was that the Sikh temple is my favorite. There are there are four paths, and the Sikhs chose the path of service as their manifestation of their connection with the divine. As you can see, there are people who are sitting on the again marble floors um, eating. Um, the Sikhs in this is in Delhi have a huge um, gift to the community. They serve food twice a day. They serve food to 30,000 people each day. You can be a sadhu who, has, as we saw earlier, has given up everything and exists solely on the gifts that people give them during the day. That person can sit next to someone who is a leader in industry. The Sikhs make it a point of not having any distinction of upper class, lower class, whatever. You are welcome here to have meals. in Delhi where they feed 30 to 40,000 people a day for free. So that's an ongoing enterprise. Um, the people who are affluent contribute to their um, temple and their mosque and the, the feeding area. Um, 30,000 or 40,000 people, as, as was in the video, is daily. I mean, well, Saturday, or I mean, Monday through Saturday. On Sunday, they serve 70,000 people. And again, their gift to the community and to recognize that we are all one. Uh, this is a picture of the Palace of Wind in Jaipur, which is known as the Pink City. Um, if you can see the front of this, those are all windows. And, and this was built, I can't tell you the year, um, but the women were not allowed out on the streets. And so they sat behind these windows and that's how they saw the world go by. So this is um, going to be a, a city auto rickshaw um, video really quick. We, we somehow couldn't find the one we were looking for. Um, but the thing that is so amazing about these, you saw the ones out on the country road and they just kind of are humming along. In the city, it's, it's crazy. There are no lines. There are no stoplights. It's a free-for-all and there are trucks and buses and cars, motorcycles, bikes, cows. Um, so anyway, let's see what this looks like.
I really didn't get off the line. So you just have to take my word for it. Uh, you heard Tom say about um, the requirements for being uh, an auto rickshaw driver. And it's really true, it is crazy. Um, Tom said, the scariest ones are the best. Um, there are some really great bazaars in, in Jaipur. And um, this is one that we were in. There were a lot of fabrics um, and and, uh, and it's kind of funny because, you know, they know certain amounts of English that will get people to come in and um, the guy says, come, come in. Uh, and then he says, come in, young man. And, okay. And uh, anyway, they, they were persistent, I must say. Oh, look, more cows. But I wanted you to see the pink in, in these buildings. Um, it is really a, a beautiful town. And we went from Jaipur to uh, Rishikesh and this is our first view of the Ganges. The Ganga River is absolutely gorgeous up there in the Himalayas. I've just seen pictures of it further down where it's kind of muddy and not looking so great. And I just figured that's what we would see. But this was absolutely Thomas laughing because in one of the videos he and Prachi's in the background saying, do it with intention. Uh, this is one of the ashrams that we visited there in Rishikesh. And um, it is a town that's known as really the um, seat of yoga. And here we went to a, a talk and then we participated in a silent lunch. And afterwards, we went to a digestive yoga session, which was interesting. Um, yeah, in this town, um, look at that. The cow is going for the popcorn. Um, this town um, of Rishikesh, there, there is no alcohol. And um, there, there are certain places where there is no meat eaten, and uh, yeah, it's uh, focused on yoga and meditation. Uh, in Rishikesh, we went to the Beatles Ashram. This is a map of the place you see when you first come in, and um, it is a 14 and it's got all different kinds of buildings. Uh, it was it was really very interesting. It's um, the place where Maharishi Mahesh Yogi had 
this compound and where he taught transcendental meditation. And um, a lot of people, especially people of note from um, around the world came there, particularly after the Beatles were there. Uh, so he even made Time Magazine because he was so notable. This is the sign that is close to the place where he lived right behind that. And it says that he made uh, transcendental meditation popular worldwide. I believe um, 5 million people were um, involved in TM at the height of it. So this place is no longer used. It was abandoned and it really um, fell into ill repair. The government has now taken it over. They have not made any, um, any improvements on it, but they're keeping it from deteriorating further and they're selling tickets so you can look at it. So that's the deal. This was one of the cool living quarters. There are four um, levels and on the top, there are these meditation domes that were built especially for the beetles while they were there. They were there in 1968 for several months. Uh, this house on the um, left is where they lived. And if you can read that other uh, people of note at that time, Mike Love of Beach Voice Donovan and the Pharaoh sisters. And it, it's the sign on the right talks about the meditation huts. There were, there are 84 of them. Um, I just think they're so cool. And imagine putting all those little stones together. I just, I, I, I wanted to live there. I didn't, I didn't want to leave there. They are so awesome. And under one of the buildings, there were meditation um, rooms as you went through the whole building. As you go down to that hall, it, it exits on the other end and there are the meditation cells all the way down. I like this pointy one, but mostly I love the satellite fish on it. <laughs> There were lots of murals and um, quotes that were written on the walls. This is one of the main gathering places, teaching places. And of course, we all love that song. In uh, one of the big halls was this mural with the Beatles and Maharishi Mahesh Yoga. This, this is that place where he lived and um, it's just right above the Ganga River. So it was really beautiful there. And there's the river with another temple on the other side. Um, the bridge connecting the two sides of Rishikesh, it's, it's on either side of the river. We walked across that a number of times. And um, from that bridge on the right, left, left, other right, um, we could see people preparing for um, uh, making a funeral pyre. And then from up above, 
at the Beatles ashram, we could see the one on the right that was in the process of, of burning. What we heard was that most people now use a crematorium like we do, but it's still legal to do this. So I was glad we got to see that. More animals, animals everywhere, uh, lots of monkeys. Uh, we were told that um, the monkeys aren't so great to be around anymore. Some of them are quite aggressive, so we went away. Uh, on our last day in Rishikesh, we had an opportunity to walk to Near Falls, and it was up and up and up, as you can see on those stairs. And so what was great about that was looking down and seeing the view below and the sky above, it was really beautiful. This is um, one of the falls that we saw. This is one of the high falls, and um, there were a lot of people in that pool, and I don't know how Tom got rid of them at that point, but uh, he kind of had that corner to himself, so that was good. <laughs> um, and then on the last night, we were up above the river, and the signs of not only a yoga place, there are a lot of uh, sports going on there too, and a lot of people do river rafting. And we did catch that sunset, and it, it was really beautiful. And we're going to end by going back to the meditation dome at Yogiville and share this experience we had with our friend Jackie on our last day there in the dome. Okay, so for our meditation this morning, I'm going to share some Ramana Maharshi quotes, and then we'll take time to contemplate them. 
So let's prepare for our meditation by getting comfortable, um, putting your feet on the floor if that's possible, and uh, emptying your lap. Close your eyes if that feels safe and good to you. And take a few deep breaths. Ramana said, happiness is your nature. It is not wrong to desire it. What is wrong is seeking it outside when it is inside. Your own self-realization is the greatest service you can render the world. No one succeeds without effort. Those who succeed owe their success to perseverance. As we are by various uh, thoughts, if you would continually contemplate the self, which is itself God, the single thought would be due, in due course, could replace all distractions and would itself ultimately vanish. All that is required to realize the self is to be still. Now, let's go into the stillness for a bit. And so it is. You may come back into this space now. And did I mention that? 
Most of the people walking the 14 kilometers around are on shore still or barefooted. I say that. And there's a lot of weird stuff on the street. No, <laughs> <laughs> so it's not that we should have that much. I told you I didn't read my Yeah, there's going to be a lot of questions for you during fellowship time. Like, did you see flowers everywhere you went? People growing flowers everywhere you went. Okay. Uh, thank you, Tom and Susan. You know, for those of us who cannot travel, it's a blessing to have others go out in the world and bring back images and, and videos of, of the world for us to see. Okay, now it's time for offering. While we are together in spirit, physically and virtually, we want to thank everyone who's donated to Unity by Mail. We appreciate any checks sent to the church at 800 South Pearl Street, Centralia, 98531. You can also donate online by clicking on the donation page on our website, Unity of Centralia. And now, as we hold our offering in our hands and hearts, let's say our offering prayer together. Divine love, through me, blesses and multiplies all that I have, all that I give, all that I receive, and all that I am. Thank you, buddy. Tickling those ivory slots. Now it's time for a blessing of thanks. Let's all say the blessing of thanks together. We bless these gifts and send them forth to heal, bless, and prosper. They are evidence of our faith and belief. They do good work in the world and return to us multiplied abundantly. And so it is. And in case you don't believe it, on Friday, I took one of my students and we delivered 20 boxes of food to people who can't make it to the food banks, all courtesy of the Gather Church, where a whole lot of our money goes to every year. So thank you all. Now it's time for a healing prayer. Members of our community have requested we send out healing prayers and energy to the people of our communities who must deal with basic human needs while living without a home. And you know me, I wanna send out our collective healing energy, not just to the people in Ukraine and Russia, but to also all the animals, pets, livestock, and wildlife being affected by the war and the displacement of so many families. If you would like for us to focus our collective group healing energy for someone, please raise your hand and tell us who it is or hold them quietly in your heart.
Yes, all the folks over in Turkey and Syria. Come Beloved Mother, Father, God, we ask for the highest and greatest good for all and endeavor to see them through your eyes, knowing all is in divine order. Amen. Now it's time for a prayer of protection. Let's all say our prayer of protection together. The light of God surrounds us. The love of God enfolds us. The power of God protects us. The presence of God watches over us. Wherever we are, God is and all is well. Now I'd like to take a moment to thank all of you who made our Sunday service possible. We deeply appreciate all the ways you give of your time, talent, and treasure. If you're interested in serving, please speak to Susan during fellowship time about volunteering to be a reader. Also, please join us next Sunday when public school teacher Eileen Selleck will be our speaker. And finally, please stay with us after service if you wish to share in our fellowship time. Now it's time for the peace song. Let's form a circle and join hands in the center and in Zoom land. Put yourselves on galleries so you can see us all and sing our song of peace. I couldn't hear him, Sherry, but they got to fix their sound. Yeah, it that was pretty good there for a while, but then they got to keep switching it. Yeah, yeah. They haven't learned how to work at 100% yet. Right, right. Here's so, how's your weather? 
Uh, it's going to send the 60s, going to go up into the 80s here by Thursday. Wow. <clears throat> so we got a really nice week. Very, very nice. Great. Yeah. Well, we're, we're going to have a little warm spell and then some rain toward the end of next week. Yeah, rain is good. We're, we're getting short on rain, too. Yeah, yeah. Well, I got to fix some lunch here, so we'll, oh, yeah. we'll see you yeah, next week. Yeah. We're going out to dinner, so we'll All see right. you next week. Take okay. care. Say hello right. to John. I will. Yep. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> Thank you.